Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Embracing Life with Vakayo. I am your host, Vakayo. And thank you everybody for joining us. I say us because I'm joined with my friends today. Hi guys. Hi. It's okay, little squad, the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> the Diversity Inclusion Committee. There we go. So today I'm joined with my friends, Serana. Hi. Louise. Yep. And Alpha. Hello. Thank you guys. Honestly, I'm so excited to have you guys on here. Thank you all for supporting my beautiful cause. Thanks for having us. Oh, you're so sweet. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. And yeah, so let's get into today's episode. I'm a bit nervous because my friends are on here with me. It's all good. You guys are great. So we're going to start today's episode with a little quote that says, experience is the best teacher. And this is a quote by Julius Caesar. And the reason why I'm sharing this quote today was because I heard it in church. And I heard this preacher, you know, he was preaching so much energy and so much passion. And he's like, experience is the best teacher? Absolutely not. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell? Like, that's what I've grown up with my entire life. I'm here today to understand what he means, what the preacher was trying to say when he said, experience is not always the best teacher. So I'm gonna have a little cute debate with my powerful friends here. Do you guys like being called powerful friends? No, I, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm down. Okay. I love being friends. Okay. okay. So yes, so today I'm gonna talk. Um, we're gonna have a debate with my friends about experience being the best teacher, and whether how our experiences have actually helped us grow. You know, helped us develop ourselves career-wise, personally, relationships-wise, and everything. So, and I really hope that you guys learn a few things, you know, from us and from our experiences, okay? So, you guys, let's get down to it. My first question for you guys today is, is experience really the best teacher? I say yes. Um, I mean, for me, it's more nuanced than just that, but, um, so personally, at home, I had like two opposing camps. My mum, who's like Moroccan, very conservative, like traditional mum, who was very much like, yeah, everyone else makes mistakes and you just watch and learn. And you know, you don't have to go through, you know, drinking alcohol and doing drugs and stuff because you'll die. <laughs> and uh, and then my dad, who was kind of like, make mistakes, go out in the world, and, you know? And I think personally, from like a character building perspective, uh, my dad's approach was better, but I still feel like, I was able to protect myself quite a lot, thanks to my mum's perspective. Okay, yeah. Nice balance, honestly. Mm-hmm. Balance, guys. Do all things in moderation. <laughs> Do the most. What about you, Aha? I think, I think, like Lou said, I think it depends on, on what it is that you're trying to experience or what it, what kind of experience we're talking about. And I also kind of grew up in a, in a household where there wasn't a lot of room for error in that sense, similarly. but. I definitely think that in terms of experiencing mistakes or experiencing things that maybe are risks or maybe that are um, maybe some people view as good things or bad things, etc. I think that's one thing, but also there are some things that are so fundamental for everybody to experience it, to be able to have professional, personal growth. Um, and I think specifically in the personal, it's so important to be able to have experience of different kinds of interactions with people. And I think the one thing that I've really valued 
with you guys and having friends like you is that a lot of the times when we're having conversations about oh this is happening in my life this is happening with my friendship here this is happening with my relationship with so and so you know whether that's a parent or whether that's um, a romantic interest all of us then have the ability to shed light on what we think are the good advices or shed some perspective because we have our own personal experiences. So it is a question of sharing. I think that definitely is a sharing to be had, but not necessarily a, um, we all need to have the exact same experience doing the exact same thing. I think that's the, I think the, the whole point of a shared experience and sharing perspectives can, can be part of that learning. So maybe that's what your pastor was trying to say in the sense of, you don't have to experience everything for yourself. You can learn from others, but you can also yeah. com- not compare, but yeah, ha- use it for perspective. Yeah, like you get insight into like, okay, if that if that person went through this, they did this, and this is what like the result was. Maybe I shouldn't do exactly what they did. Maybe there's a different approach to getting you know a different result. So yeah, I think it's all about insight at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. As we're speaking here, we're being honest, we're being open, okay? We're giving you insight that is going to be beneficial for your future. Say amen to that. Amen. So one thing I really want us to do today on this episode, I hope you guys don't mind me asking you guys, is to share how this friendship has impacted you, either in a good or in a positive way. I don't know. Is that too personal for you guys? Do you want to start, maybe? Why? Do you want to kick us off? Do you want to kick? I mean, do you want to kick us off? You're talking about how this you've been you've been impacted by this experience. So maybe do you want to go and start? You know what? Yeah, I did not think I was going to be put on the spotlight on this podcast, guys. Okay, like what? But to be fair, yes, I have to lead by example. Sorry. Actually, I will start. So I think the one thing that this friendship has really shown me. One is looking at me, glaring at me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> scared of friends. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say true love. Um, yeah, I think that I have learned what it actually means to be loved by people and to just be understood and taken as you are. Because um, a lot of the time it's very easy for I don't know, maybe for me personally, when I was younger, I just kind of felt like people didn't really love me. Like, I never really understood what it meant to be loved by people, even though I had my mom and my dad and, like, friends everywhere. But you just never really get that full grasp of, like, what does it mean to love people? Like, to be loved by people. And I don't know, I feel like you guys have heard me say this before, where I say, like, I feel like God put you in my life and God used you guys to teach me what it means to love and to be loved. So... I think that's one thing for me and that's something that you have to experience people okay so in that area experience is the best teacher so yeah kick started come on guys let's start i think can i i think i think you're i actually think you know you said before you were like oh i'm talking about this trip and i'm talking about this girl's trip as if it's like a relationship but to be honest i do think relationships with friends are just as important than as other relationships, like romantic relationships. Like these are the relationships that are often lifelong or sometimes not lifelong. And you you know, I think in the sense that if if God puts people in your life for a reason, God also takes them away for a reason. Like not every friendship is actually meant to be lifelong, but we never talk, we never really talk that much about, well, we've talked about it, I guess, but like in general, friendship breakups aren't really something that is that yeah. talked about. Nobody talks about how difficult it is to be yeah. a friend. 
um, or to feel like you're growing apart from a friend or to actively choose to cut off a friendship for whatever reason that may be. Yeah. And I think just going back to your question about how, you know, what's this, what's this trip mm. brought us and what have we learned from friendship? I think the crux, a, a big crux of what it means to have a proper friendship and experiencing true friendship is honesty. I think yeah. for me, mm. being able to have open conversations with people and to do it in a way that's no matter how hard the difficult or difficult the conversation is to do it in a way that makes sure that everyone knows that at the end of the day people's best interests are at the heart of what's being said or at the heart like if there's a conflict conflict I mean I work in <laughs> politics and international relations so <laughs> conflict mediation con- negotiation conflict mediation um, these are all things that are so vital in day-to-day life just because you have a problem with someone doesn't mean that there has to be any kind of like aggression or a fight or an argument there can be a discussion there can be a I see this like this you see this like this and even if you have like any kind of conflict just being able to talk about it or being able to say like by the way is everything okay on this or like by the way did you want to have something did you have something to share on this Mm -hmm. and that that opens a doorway of communication which means that not only are people going to be more likely to listen to you but they're more likely to feel heard and I think that's something that I feel we're very good at in this group. Yeah. I'm very grateful for. Thank you, Eva. She said it very accurately. I think she summed up a lot of the things I want to say. But yeah, it seems like we have, have, you know, we are at the same stage of our lives. We're 24 to 25 years old. We're going through exactly the same experiences, you know, all finished school, just started off uh, work or, you know, have worked for the past two three years so more or less the same experience and maturity of life stage so when we talk to each other and share experiences we have a lot of similarities and a lot of nuances that are overlapping but also at the same time small details are different here and there so we are also able to learn from each other from those little uh, differences but because we have that overlapping um, common ground we're able to empathize and understand each other even better Mm. because it's not just like oh yeah so you broke up with your friend it must have been sad i don't know what that is like i'm guessing it must have been sad oh i'm sorry for you you know it's not like that we're like (laughs) oh we know what how painful breaking up with a friend can be Mm. how sometimes it can be even more painful than breaking up boyfriend or girlfriend or significant yeah. other mm. and um, how that affects a person this and that and that and that in multiple sexual ways so we're able to understand each other even better but like I said able to learn from each other's experiences because we have something to base that off of yeah well that's really beautiful very wise yeah oh look at you Candy, you make it. experience made me wiser oh you know what yeah she's saying that with a calm attitude but i know you felt that <laughs> you're saying it from a deep place <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because to me i mean we have more differences than similarities mm. like fundamentally we're all very very different people very different skill sets very different personalities very different like tempers and i think one thing that this friendship group has taught me and that I've realized in the last couple of years of my friendship is that there are really limits to your empathy, both in like 
I struggle to understand friends' experiences that I haven't lived through. And that's why experience is so important is because, well, if you've never experienced anything, if you've never come out of your house, how are you going to relate to your friends? How are you going to understand or try to understand what a breakup feels like? But then at the same time, realizing that every breakup is different. So, for example, if I'm speaking to a friend who's also broken up with her boyfriend and she tells me, well, it took me like four years before I could date someone else. And I'm sitting here like, well, so but it's it's understanding that every experience is different but that you they're needed in order to relate to one another um i think that's what's been very interesting for me in the last couple of years in terms of development it's like practicing that active listening not trying to pretend like you understand perfectly someone else's experience and like reserving a little bit of your judgment when somebody you know speaks to you but also not being afraid to ask questions like in, yeah. in that sense of like i don't understand what this is like can you tell me so that i can give you whatever support you need and even kind of asking people and this is something that i've tried to practice more recently but i'm still working on is like saying things like what kind of support do you need right now? Do you need someone to listen to you actively, or do you like, or do you like, do you want advice, or do you need someone to just listen? Like, do you want my opinion on this, or do you just want to vent? And having that kind of, even like, because sometimes, and we've talked about this, sometimes some people want active advice and or they want opinions, and sometimes they're like, I don't need your opinion. I just want you to like listen and agree with me or like back me on this. And that even that in itself makes it easier to kind of understand that how people need support even if you haven't necessarily experienced what they've experienced gone through what they've gone through you can have there's more space there um but i think you're probably one of the best listeners i know <laughs> you heard that guys but all of but ev- all of you like everyone like i i i learned i think especially before i was as as recent you guys i definitely was hanging out with Louise and I was like okay she listens so well I want to listen like that because I know I do talk a lot and it's so easy to talk about it's, it's, hard record, to that's what, it's definitely taught from my friends it's taught from experience I had a friend who was just able to get so much like thought and feeling out of me in just a conversation and there's something about being able to speak feeling like the other person isn't just trying to reach out to their phone or like or move on to the next topic or see what they have to say mm. and that gift that you give someone to just for them to feel like they have an infinite amount of time to express themselves is yeah it's one of the best gifts that you can and to since you're into quotes <laughs> um Simone Weil the philosopher yeah. uh, said that the uh, grossly speaking the, the best gift you can give someone is attention wow mm. all the men out here listening <laughs> <laughs> And if you and you can extrapolate that right to any level, like giving your friends attention, giving your loved ones attention, giving your parents attention, giving God attention, yeah. you can extrapolate that on every level and having that care, you know, yeah. just something that can be extrapolated. You guys are so freaking amazing. Um, going back to what Abba was saying before, um, I was just thinking about it when you were doing this for speaking, is that experience with experience you're able to empathize better yeah. yeah listening what i would say is 
for example, Luis, you can uh, tell me you're going through a life crisis. I'm learning about this quarter life crisis exists and how it can be. But the way I do uh, understand and perceive it and learn from it would be the equivalent of reading bullet points. Mm. Whereas Louise, you would be getting like a full-on paragraph and uh, paragraph, paragraph, multi-pages long essays. You know, your experience would be an academic piece of art written by a PhD yeah. candidate, while mine, mm. the same experience that Louise is going through, would be just you know like a summarized bullet points. So mm. it would be completely drastically different. And then by going through that experience, or at least reading through those bullet points, if Fikayo goes through a quarter life crisis, I can refer back to those points mm. and try to empathize better. And those experiences will, um, will make me a better, yeah, a better a listener, supporter, advice giver, whatever, but it would help me empathize better. Yeah. And even then, applying it to yourself. So if and when you get to that point where you're like, hold on a minute, I'm ex- this is exactly what Louise was talking about. I have this list of bullet points. Mm. Now I get to write a whole paper about how I'm feeling because I didn't expect, like, I'm now I'm the one having this crisis. Like, yeah, you can listen better when Fikayo has it, but even you can then apply it to yourself and have that perspective when you go through it yourself. I'm not going through a quarter life. Yeah, it's not you going through the crisis, guys. 50% of us are going through a crisis here. I'll let you guess which one they are. But, but as soon as I am, Fikayo will have me back. <laughs> But even just crisis broadly, like just not even necessarily a crisis, but like, like you said, I think. I guess not. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. No, but you know, the other day, I don't think I told you guys this, but somebody sent me uh, a, a YouTube video saying like, um, like millennials, millennials are going through like a quarter life, like an increased quarter life crisis. And he then said, oh, I, I thought about you when I, while watching this video. And I literally just sat down there and thought to myself, like, wow. I don't really know you that well, but yeah, I'm like, I don't know what I have done <laughs> to make you think this, but you know what, it's okay. I was like, it's Was it right. true? Honestly, no I'd comment. I'd say I'm going through like more quarter life crisis a lot more than you are. Yeah, maybe. Just because you are going through it. At the zero level. <laughs> zero level. Zero point zero. But you know, that also brings me to a point where like everybody's experience varies though. So it's kind of like some people might be going through the same thing but not at the same level as you are. You get what I'm saying? It's also an identity question, right? Because some people react differently to different things. So if you're someone who takes things really to heart and really sensitively, you're going to experience maybe the same exact like, issue or... Issue or um, question as someone else who's like water off a duck's back whatever i'll figure it out and i think a really good example is sort of like so career changes or 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 job loss stuff like that people react to those things differently and going through those processes is so different for everyone some people are um and i'm talking about this as from the perspective of someone who's seen it a lot recently like family wise but also with a lot of friends and also having lost a job myself recently Mm. um everybody reacts so differently to it but that one experience is so common especially like there was a pandemic you know a whole bunch of us graduated into a into a i mean a a covid class right like where there were no jobs and having seen that having seen that devastation of like what is it what does a career look like now you know 
um, straight out of uni, what, yeah. like, you know, now we've had to rethink the entire professional working world and mm. we've had to figure out how to make it more inclusive. You yeah. Know? You know, I think that one thing about experiences is that in as much as I've learned from the things that I've been through, I have also learned from like other people's experiences, you know, so they're saying experiences that I don't want to go through, you know, like getting cheated on. I don't think that's a, that's something that we want to go through, you know, or like having to lose somebody. That's not an experience that we want to go through, but it's like, you know, I think it's amazing, like a human being's ability to empathize, mm-hmm. even not even though they haven't gone through a certain experience. Mm-hmm. You know, because like when you read a book and you like you see in the book, like when you were crying the other day <laughs> from your book. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like when you read a book about like a family, like a person dying in a book, it makes you cry, it makes you feel empathy, you know, but you've not necessarily experienced it. And I feel like it's amazing that human beings keep um, ability to empathize with people, regardless of like not having gone through that experience. But you know what though? Um, mm-hmm. I haven't lost anybody myself uh, recently since you know I became of a sound uh, mental growth. Meaning since I was I don't know since the age of ten I haven't lost anybody. So I, I don't I, I didn't actually properly manage through those pains. Mm-hmm. But I recently saw an art uh, of an Instagram post that was a, a psychological psychology account like wellness and well-being like mm-hmm. that kind of was like a uh, instagram account that was saying um what not to say to those who are grieving mm-hmm. and what to say to those who are grieving and then the shirt the, the list of what you shouldn't say was actually quite so- shocking mm-hmm. it was something like oh you know this the person who just passed away they want you to be happy now so you should be happy mm-hmm. to be honest I thought that was not a bad thing to say, but mm. apparently it was. So you know, I mean, I if I maybe if I had gone through that experience, maybe I would have known that that is probably one of the worst things to say to somebody, to somebody who just recently lost their, mm. for example, father. Mm. But I think that's also good because it's like even though it's coming from a very very good place. Yeah, but I think it's also good that you've read something that adds to like you reading about. Um, other people's experiences and they're mm-hmm. not making that mistake in the yeah, future. But reading is knowledge, not experience. Yeah. And but I feel Are like they the same? No, to but an extent. Or like different but the same, like they, they feed into each other a little bit. Because how like complementary complimentary. Okay, but you wanna take like a an example where it's really ambivalent, right? Is something like racism. Yeah. I can read as much as I want. True. I'm white looking. I will never ever understand the experience of a black person. Yeah. As much as I read up about it, as much as I have like conversations about mm. it, I will never know what it feels like mm. to go through a security gate and like be looked at differently yeah. because of my skin colour. Mm. And I think these are the things where it gets particularly this debate gets really interesting where it's like I would benefit from experiencing racism, even if it's negative, because mm. I'll be able to relate on a different level mm. to my friends that are of a different color. But then, you know, like what, yeah, <laughs> like it it's very complicated. Mm. And the, because there are so many projects right now in this, like virtual reality stuff where they try to get um, people from of privilege yeah. to experience racism through the eyes of people who are discriminated against, yeah. and they get put in these artificial scenarios and have people like, you know, either whether it's a man from a woman's perspective and, you know, they're in front of a woman that's just looking at their crotch or whatever, or like things like this, you know, just, but but genuine real experiences to build that empathy muscle, which is important.
even though you don't want to have anybody experience something that negative it becomes important on a societal level like especially in the refugee crisis for example a lot of people could benefit from that kind of empathy like why are you treating refugees differently based on their skin color yeah wow i didn't know your mom's like what did that that's actually very interesting but that's why also books and culture come in right because i remember Mm. like i agree i don't think anyone can experience Racism, racism if you're not you know different and also do people of different races experience different things and it's all very um diverse in that sense like people's experiences are so different um but i think i don't know i can't remember i think it was yufukaya who was talking about knots and crosses yeah and i think i read that book when i was maybe 12 and i being a mixed race person uh had a really interesting, like I was really shocked by that book. I mean, and it was also um, because there is a point in that book where there's like, you know, and the whole the whole premise of the book, for those who haven't read uh, Noughts and Crosses by Mallory Blackman is about, uh, it's a completely dystopian world where uh, black people are um, sort of- Privileged. Yeah, privileged and considered superior, considered closer to God. I think yeah. that's what's written in the book. And then, and, and and there's all this stuff about how like, for example, plasters, like if you get if you get mm. hurt and you have to put a plaster on, uh, white people have, have this like, uh, black coloured plaster on their skin and it's like well yeah that's stuff that happens in real life like yeah. if you're a western if you're in a western white country and frankly I think if you're pretty much anywhere all of the plasters are quote unquote flesh coloured or nude which means white right which means pink or um, beige and uh, like that in itself just being like but yeah I think like stuff like that um, definitely a lot of I think that was like probably one of the best like best tools to give children because yeah. it's exactly what you're talking about right of like forcing them into a world okay through literature where they're imagining how things would look from a different perspective or how mm-hmm. things would be if they looked like someone else and it's very 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 well done in the book but also just to but I wish more people would read it but even then like they're like oh, but this would never happen and it's like well why is it happening then yeah. because I read this thing and it was like dystopian fiction is literally just what happens to minorities but to everyone everyone yeah and i think that really sums it up who guys which one of you was it who was talking about love i'm pretty sure it was you was it i have a feeling that it was you no when we were sitting in the cafe on friday morning and it was like yeah but it was salon i think you were like how do you like you want to experience love, how about you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's language. Just love. No matter how many books I read, or like, right. I read, or listening to Louise being like, I'm looking like for a read, right? She cried that book. You are in love, though. You are in love. Yeah? You're in love. Like, it's on the record so that I can hear it. Oh, you were saying in French. Please say it in French. Louise was like, get me out of here. But we're done. It's okay. But yeah, so um, I really like the point that Abna brought up right now because I remember Serana was talking, we were at the cafe, and Serana expressed that you have to go through certain experiences in life, like regardless of how many books you read, regardless of how much knowledge you acquire, sometimes knowledge is just not enough, okay? Like it helps you, you know, in your situation, it helps you make better decisions, but ultimately the experience is what develops you and like 
consulting, your personal development, spiritual development, and all of that. So we're talking about the the um the big L. Exactly. Oh, that's <laughs> it. The big L. I think I've never been in love. I think if I were to be on one, I'd be a home hopeless romantic. Aww. But I don't know. Um, oh, but so basically, uh, what I was saying is. No matter how many romance books I read, no matter how much romantic uh, fiction I read, no matter how much I hear about my friends talk about their love life and how happy or unhappy they are with certain things, I will never know what true love, uh, uh, relationship, man and woman love will feel like because I've never been in one. And the 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 short you know that little ah oh, moments that I get from reading books is not gonna be accurate at all to what I will be feeling if I am in love. Yeah. And to learn what love feels like, I think the only way to know what it feels like is from being in a relationship and loving a guy. Mm-hmm. If I can challenge that a little mm-hmm. bit, because mm-hmm. I think that observing Sarana and meeting her uh, I think she loves friends and close people in a very different way than I do and it's very very sort of pure all-in kind of going above and beyond for everyone um, and I think that so I, one of the best books I read on this topic was about how emotions are made and essentially that emotions are all constructs and that there's no actual emotion called love like there's no physical like feeling there's no like this it's different for all of us and how we experience it right so Sarana sees me in love with my boyfriend um and she sees it from the outside but she actually we have no way of seeing whether or not she's actually not experienced that herself mm. because our experience of something that I've constructed as love this what well, the label I've put on it because I'm in a romantic relationship with someone could be just as strong as her love for her friend you know and I think and the human they say that love is like a construct of many different things it's like attachment it's a, it's care it's a um, you know fear it's all these things combined and for so many different people even culturally it's very different and yeah. we've spoken about like for example our relationship with our parents whether or not we say I love you to them and like if we're affectionate and all these things so I think it's again comes back to the nuances in your experience because on top of the fact that we don't experience the same things even if we experience the exact same thing we will construct it in a different way yeah and we will put labels on emotions in a, yeah. in a different way that's a very good point i concur that we love sarana loves so deeply and does go above and beyond i think we do too i think to be honest i think you guys are probably some of the most committed to love friends friends to other friends as well um and it is that kind of thing of like yeah I think you guys are I think I I do think we give a little bit too much credence almost to this idea of romantic love between um you know partners um and I think that we I do I don't think it helps I think you're right in the sense that love in that experience love and having that experience of a relationship is very elusive sometimes and like how do you know if it's love how do you know if it's not love and sometimes it's ambiguous sometimes you don't know but i do think that i do think that at the end of the day like we we've been so like even growing up like all the disney films 
all the romance novels, like you said, like <laughs> there is always a love story in yeah. every book. Uh, every protagonist has a love interest and I do think that it's kind of almost like one of the most unfortunate things about our generation that's kind of started to shift I think with with Gen Z you know I remember watching Frozen or um, I think it was that and it was like hold on a minute like the true love spoiler alert guys the the true love that saves the princess at the end of the day is the love between her and her sister and I was like what like it's not the prince (laughs) and I was so embarrassed at myself, that mm. I was totally you expecting that the princess would come and save the day. <laughs> right, totally. And me having like, I consider myself a big feminist, I consider myself like very advanced in my thinking yeah. and modern and whatever. I totally did not expect that to be the, the, the answer. And I do think that we've built it up into this big thing. And like, um, how do you know if you're in love? Sometimes you're in love and you don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you're definitely not in love, but you think you are. Uh, it's so complicated, and like you said, it's so much to do with how much of it is fear, right? How much of it is is is, is attachment? How much of it is 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 caring about the other person and want to spend time with them? You know, we talk about love languages. Is it about quality time? Is it about physical affection or contact or? You know, there's so much going on, and it's so different for every single person. Mm-hmm. Kaya, have you ever been in love? Tell us, Kaya. The correct answer is yes. She's with you. <laughs> 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 this is the only man of my life, Kaya. Come on. Still love that. Sorry, Jake. Yeah, I Like, is your love for God something you'd compare to love with family or love? Is God's love something that you can transpose onto other relationships or is that a unique kind of love in itself? That's a very good question. Wow. Okay. Um, so my love for God is very, it's really unique to me personally, but I do think it's something that I can and should probably haven't done it as much as I should but it's something that naturally should flow out of me to other people you know because it's like the way I see it is like God is the head is my head right and he's kind of like pouring his love so God is love to me and he's pouring his love into me for me to pour it out to others now a lot of the time sometimes that love tends to stop within me you know it doesn't tend to flow out which is it's not good guys but I'm being honest I'm only human Thank you. But yeah, so like the way I see my love with God is very unique. The way God loves me is super unique. Like I've experienced the love of God in so many different ways. Like I can't even imagine. Sometimes I actually just want to cry at how much God loves me, which is amazing. Ultimately, the love I get from God is supposed to flow for me to be able to love each person. Because bottom line, the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. So I should love everyone because I also feel that God uses different methods to show people what it means to love and what it, how it means to be loved. Like for my mother, one thing that I know her love has done for me, is one, one way she showed me she loved me is through her sacrifices, the sacrifices that our parents have made for us. That's a big, like, in my opinion, definition of love. From the things that people are teaching me, like God is using people to teach me, I'm also able to take that in and pour it out to other people around. So yeah, like that's how I said. I don't know if I actually answered the question. Thank you. Yeah. I have a question. Go ahead, babes. Those who are listening, I am not Christian. I don't have a strong religious belief just because I wasn't uh, brought up with one. It's not anything against one religion to the next. 
and that's why I wanted to ask us to learn more about this. Do you who do do you think your mom loves you as much as God does, or who loves you more? Does God <laughs> love you more, or mom loves you more? Because they're both creators of you. They both created you. One spiritually, the other physically. Wow! Jeez! Someone who's not Christian! Whoa. <laughs> One second! Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's actually With a lot of love to give. Um, actually, I think that's open to everyone here. Okay? I don't think that's also just directed to me. I think it's directed to everyone. Um, for me, I definitely believe that God loves me more. <laughs> Why is everyone laughing? Like, I know. Yeah, I think I think it goes back to what you said before. It's different love in different ways. Like, if there's God's love in, in, every, in all kind, of, if God is love and there's love in every kind of God's love is there in every relationship that you have because it flows from you. That, but that, but and yet that love is different. So that's the same for your mom, right? Yeah. Your mom is person who believes in God she has God's love and she's then giving it to you like it's it's not a question of like more or less or like as in, at least for me the way I interpret the question the question it's more like all of this love is coming from somewhere and that is manifested differently and people receive it and give it differently depending on the relationship like you said you you interact differently and you love people differently and I think that goes the same for like our mums right no yeah you're right I think that one thing for me would definitely be like my mom would definitely want me to know that God loves me more yeah. also also her being spiritual mm. like I don't think at any point in time she would want me to believe that she loves me the most because it all comes from that kind of centrality yeah. So, of like yeah. God. So it's not, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like I do agree, it's not more or less, it's more like in what ways does my mom love me? Because to be very honest, it took me a very long time to understand what it meant to be loved by God. So it wasn't something that came to me like naturally. It wasn't like, oh yeah, yeah, you're loved by God. Someone told me you're loved by God and so I'm loved by God. Like it's something that I actually had to like sit down and be like, what does it actually mean to be loved by God? Like, okay, that means he cares for me. That means, you know, he's committed. He gives me attention. You know, like, because mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows no one else is. <laughs> you know? So, like, you know, so it was just all like, it actually took me a while to understand what it truly meant to be loved by God. And, like you said, I understand your question. Thank you. I understand your question, um, Sarana, because it's kind of like, if you don't have that belief, then who loves you the most in the world? Yeah, that's why I made the little yeah. statement before I asked. Yeah. So, to the listeners, let us know what you think. Yeah. You can write to at Embracing Life with Fikai on Instagram. Oh, hey. this is actually so. I actually want to hear your views. Yeah, make sure to subscribe and like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Free promotion, guys. I don't want to work from marketing. <laughs> Come on, I'm still struggling with the understanding what it means to be loved by God. Mm-hmm. Not for me, so yeah. I, I struggle also with that. But I would say that my mom's the reason why there's God in my life in one shape or form. So it. I feel like he is with me through her in a weird way. Like, mm. um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what you said reminded me of a saying in Mongolian. They say um, your mother, they say that your mother is your living God. Yeah, well, in the Quran, because I'm like a Muslim 
faith it says that uh, God is at the feet of mothers yeah so, mm. Reem told me that yeah. today it's it's very famous quote it's a very famous hadith and um, it's, it is a there's this understanding that the love of a mother is is the equivalent of the, the medium through which you know you experience God's love no I think you're right because when your mother gives birth to you, right, she's the first person who shows you true love. So even before you're born. Exactly, like while you're still in the stomach, she's the only one there who actually is taking care of you. It's her food you're eating. I mean, from day one, oh my God, we've been annoying these mothers, man. <laughs> Just taking up space. But yeah, you're right. Like through our mothers, we experience God's unconditional love because that is what it actually means to be loved in physical terms, you know? I feel like when it comes to God, you can always kind of like relate it to things happening in your life, you know? So like when you said you can feel your mother's love through, like you can feel God's love through your mother, that's it, honestly. I have nothing else to add, guys. But then, you know, obviously you think about people who aren't as fortunate or that don't have the same type of relationship. I would love to like hear their perspective on it, like where that comes Mm. from. Relationship with? Like their moms, their parents, yeah. you know, like, because I never doubted my mom's love, but I know I have some friends who definitely don't have that kind of relationship with their mothers, and mm. and I wonder how they live that themselves. Mm. Like it's more of a personal thing, and you know, yeah. To um, I have a few friends that have struggled with that, and that have struggled with like their relationship with their parents, and I will say it is a battle, and honestly even in your 20s, your 30s, some of them still battle, like fight that battle for a long time. It's not, you know, and it takes a lot because it's not like as if you have anyone to fall back on. You're actually on your own, you're independent, you know? So I feel like to, like, to people like that, the idea of love seems very like abstract or like basically non-existent, you know? Okay, well, anyway, guys, thank you all for coming on this episode for joining me on this episode thank you Tarana Lou Akon for being here I think we're going to end this episode here it has been a very long day for us <laughs> actually not really but we'll pretend it has been a long day for us because we're all hustlers in the streets so <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> on this very beautiful note thank you all for listening to another episode of Embracing Like a Papaya I really hope that mine and my friends' experiences encouraged you today. And I really hope that you also learned something and that the knowledge that you're gaining from this episode, that you're able to translate it, take the time to understand and reflect on it so that you can use it when you're making decisions in the future, so that you can interpret it like in your own way and, and understand how our experiences can help you in your experiences and please do reach out as Tarana said you know subscribe at embracing life with Rikaya on Instagram wonderful she's got it down <laughs> thank you all and I'll see you on the next episode bye, bye.